0: Blog Talk Radio. What has made I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is Levon Breeland, founder of Urban Glory Campaigns and host of the Urban Glory Radio. And this is a special broadcast tonight. This is where I give tribute to my childhood pastor. And I want to I want to take time. Of course, you know I am going to go in the Word of God. So I would definitely invite you. To the scriptures tonight, but before I do, I just wanted to share my heart and my condolences um, to the Agape Embassy Ministries family and also to the Mills family. You know, I have had the privilege of know, knowing the Mills for 28 years, I think, so um, it's amazing as we age, i met them very young, of course, I'm still in my, I'm in my late 30s, Fastly approaching my 40s, so I've known him for the majority of my tenure here on Earth. And um, last Tuesday, uh, I got the call that was so shocking that it really it really hit me hard. And and I know personally, especially to the Agape Embassy family, this is the third pastor that I I lost unexpectedly. The first one being Apostle Betty Peoples in 2010, and then last year the the quick and sudden departure of Dr. Vivian Jackson, who was a, a mentor and a bridge for me at a pivotal time in 2012, and so um, having a, a pastor such as Dr. Mills transition just suddenly um, was was this it was it was a little disheartening, and the thing that I appreciate about Dr. Mills is yeah um he was a very honest man and he was very honest and and transparent about death and transitions he wasn't a liar i know immediately when i heard the news that that wasn't his plan to transition out of here i don't care what nobody tell you i know he made a decision probably when he got up in heaven with the lord like hey i have things to do down here and i'm Quite sure he was well planned out because that's just the type of man he was. He was a real man, and and today I pray that um, and, and the the teaching portion of the lesson that I would be a sort of strength to um, people that have questions. I'm going to review the doctrine of death uh, and 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 what to do when believers die, and uh, and I know and I want and I want to put an emphasis on believers because you know. Everybody don't believe just because they say they saved don't mean they believe just because they say they Christians don't mean they believe. And so I want to talk about what to do when believers die. Is that a scriptural concept? What is the doctrine of death? And so I'm going to uh, talk about that and give you the scriptures for that. And then um, I'm going to pray a special prayer at the end. And uh, uh, but I wanted to first just send my love to uh, the Agape Embassy. Ministries, and Dr. Renee Mills. I know her real name. I looked in the Washington Post. They, even, they already have the obituary out there. And I said, Lord God, they done spelled the name wrong and you' didn't pronounce it uh, wrong, but that's okay. And then her precious children, Joseph the Third, Jerome, and um, Sylvia. And, Lord, I have been wrecking my brain with the last daughter of I'll call her Cop Mills because I know um, she was uh probably one of the most um, in similarity and all of them had a measure of his personality and um characteristics. They all are very distinct and precious people. And his uh his uh, chil- uh his in laws and his grandchildren and I believe he has a couple of great grandchildren, um which I'm looking forward to at least seeing with my eyes on Friday when we uh memorialize his remains. So We thank God for the life and legacy of him. And, you know, me and my mother came in the 90s, a few months after the church had started. So uh, within the first six to eight months, I think we were there. And I had actually started visiting uh, Agape Embassy. At that time, uh, there was no name. There was a Bible study with uh, Joe Mills, and they used to call him Joe. Now, later he embraced the the call to pastor, and he did did not immediately jump to that call. As a matter of fact, his um, embrace of his call was out of a revelation and a picture which God had given him personally, seeing him behind a pulpit ministering the word without a robe on. And so um, uh, it is amazing, um, especially the last message that he preached. One of my encouragements to you, is to listen to his last message, and when he um um uh graces the pulpit at the beginning of his message, and he begins to say that the Lord is his shepherd such a such a such a profound worship experience for agape uh just the level of excellence which they had achieved. I remember the last time visiting there, and I said, Well, this is not my agape, and what I meant by that is. We were there at the embryo stage of the vision, from the Bible studies that packed out in people's homes to the to the church of the churches where he would bring more people into a, a local church. Where you almost the only time they would pack out that church that he was doing Bible studies at. And I'm gonna say it, so y'all charge me for. My words was at funerals. That church was known for funerals every Friday, every Monday, and probably every Sunday evening. I called that the funeral church. But the only other time was Monday nights at 7.30 p.m. He would pack the church out to the point that I think they even eventually moved up to. He had to go to a hotel and find a place to hold the Bible studies. And next thing you know, Agape, the vision of Agape was formed. I remember when he had black hair. (laughs) <laughs> and I remember seeing his study room as a child one of my fo- my fondest memories of him was him letting me see his offices and his books. I saw the office uh where he was in the hotel and he got a rental space and I was able to walk around there and see my pastor in his new office that he designed uh for the church and a and, and a lot of the uh the little things his son Jerome gave me my first ties that I was believing God for. Dr. Renee taught me how to believe God for suits. Dr. Mills taught me how to outline scriptures and how to study for myself and to read. Uh, You have Miss Denise, um, who cared for my heart and taught me how to interpret the words, and Kim Graden and Mr. Mike and um, Mr. Sylvester and Mr. Glenn Williams, and, of course, Mr. O'Dell, who has a special place in my heart. These are people, Brother Ranch Harris, who uh, was like the first uh, 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 minister, and him and uh, Mr. Alfonso Arnold, Sr., um, those ministers, and then Jerome um, Mills, his son, his, precious, his son, and, and all of those that came out. I know these people. I could tell you it would take hours and hours to tell you the um the the impact that this guy that I've this guy this pastor this real man, who was an honest man. Uh, if anything, I could tell you he didn't lie, he didn't sugarcoat, he didn't fluff you with fancy words. He was a straight talker, a straight shooter. So much so that when I go and minister, I, I have a little more churchiness because I've been in. Uh, traditional settings probably a little more Um, so I have a little more uh, traditional flair to my tone sometimes Uh, but the straightforwardness and the and the you know give you the truth uh, is really uh, and even with teaching you couldn't tell me when I first came to the church that I would be a teacher of the Word of God that was not my um, that was not my motive. I was a preacher Matter of fact, I, and and for Doctor Renee, she knows what, what I mean by this. But I was a junior deacon, <laughs> and I had just got ordained in '95, and I think a few months later. So they started church '94, April of '94. We came, I think, it, uh, January '95, February. We were at the church. Lord knows, and I was not the easiest kid to to receive agape. And I'm just, just going to be straight up. I I had a problem going to the church <laughs> i thought they were the devil nah, hallelujah uh, uh and no it was just because it was not a traditional church and it, uh, and even though i didn't come from a traditional background uh, contrary to popular belief uh I, of course the church of God in is traditional by that time i was being raised in agape reigns it was a little less traditional but it was a different type of church when i got to agape i shouldn't say i thought well, they were the devil but that's just my humor and my wit, so don't don't mind me, but you know what? I learned to love people um, that weren't like me, and I wasn't like them, and they weren't trying to change me, and I wasn't trying to change them. They said Mr. and Mrs. I said brother and sister, so I, it took me a little while to get to the Mr. and Mrs. Um, <laughs> thing, but um, it was just little things that, that, that we went through the process. But in the process of time, relationships formed, bonds, friendships that I still have, the original images of Christ, we're all still connected. And, and just to see them having children and marriages and flourishing is um, uh, just an exciting thing. So, you know, from one person came a nation. And just like Abraham God took him to a place to show him a different type of church in a different type of era for a different type of people who would have a different type of hunger. And he was obedient to what he saw and God prospered him. The rate of growth of that church is phenomenal. The financial stability of that church is record legendary. The excellence of the quality of leadership and the children and the families and the networks and the associations um, were uh, were just um, quintessential to the church of tomorrow and so I just believe that with Jerome, um, Pastor Jerome taking his new place, I, I called him Pastor probably an a hour after his father passed away, and said, "Well, Jerome, that's it. You got it. You got it now." But, you know, Pastor Jerome is a, is a hero to me, and before he was ever a, a a minister, he was the son of my pastor, and so the reason why I have no problem honoring. Jerome Mills, because Jerome gave me my first ties. Jerome Mills called me bishop first. Jerome Mills was a support and encouragement to me as I grew up in that church, before he had a title, before he was teaching. And so to see him teaching the word and to know his uh, precious wife. Now, I can say something about Ms. Syl, Ms. Debbie, and Dr. Renee. They are made for ministry. One reason. I was not an easy character to handle. <laughs> I was a difficult Christian. I gave attitude. I gave arguments. And I <laughs> I made it sometimes hard to associate with me because I didn't play. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and so um, I have a compassion toward them because they saw the growing pains. They endured growing pains with me, especially his precious wife, who I called, i I've complained, I've cried, but you know... I also remember when I went to the prom, she was there. I remember when I had accomplishments, they, both of them encouraged me. I remember Dr. Mills writing my recommendation to go to Oral Roberts University, and because of his recommendation, they they, they didn't even take me through the process. They actually accepted me. I, I don't know how things changed around, but I didn't have no problem getting in. I know when he let me go back to ministry school and completed, when I was even a member of his church so you can't say that this man didn't care this man didn't love me this man didn't you know I wasn't always up in his face I went to the men's meetings after the church but I went to the first men's meeting you know like I told somebody sarcastically and I know some people can bear witness to it if they know real history I was probably one of the first first aides in the church because I used to help I wanted to wheel my pastor's So that way I can help them out before there was an AIDS ministry and purple coats. Glory to God! But I love you all. Oh, y'all done took it and made it an army, so I'm <laughs> I'm proud of each and every one of you. But I know that ultimately, and one thing that I like about the scriptures is that the scriptures comfort you when a transition is before its time. I personally believe that this wasn't the time, but because of the circumstance, both God and Dr. Mills made the decision say, hey, to be absent from the body, God God got me. We have a blessed assurance. But I want to share with you in the word of God to encourage those and to also bring out this doctrine. Because if you don't believe this, I want to challenge you to rethink what you call faith and rethink of what you call trusting God. Hallelujah. So let's pray and not delay as we get into the word. And I ask the Holy Spirit, thank you for the blessed assurance. Oh, bless his holy name. And it's only going to take a few minutes to say this, but I feel my kudos in the Holy Ghost. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word because we know that your word affirms us. And we honor the life and legacy and leadership of Dr. Joseph Mills. And we are confident, Father, that during this time, your presence and your precious Holy Spirit is comforting the hearts and the minds of everybody that was impacted by his life. And, Father, I thank you, Lord, that for the uncertainties and the questions and the curiosities, and the conflicts that they have within their souls. Time with your presence will comfort those that mourn. And thank you, Lord, that even in our mourning, we are being strengthened for the morning, the next day, the next dispensation. And because he was a seed in his life and a servant to your cause, We expect this abundant harvest that has been prophetically declared over this new dispensation to take full effect in our lives from this day forth. And so we relinquish our rights to the Holy Spirit for the next few minutes to hear your word and to go forth in your word as we honor this life and legacy. And we commit, Lord from this day forth to continue to proclaim, thus saith the Lord. And for that, Father, we thank you for the things that shall be accomplished and the things that shall be revealed in Jesus' name. Just like the first words of Pastor Mills' last message, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies thou anointest my head with oil my cup runneth over surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever john 11:25 english standard version says jesus said unto her i am the resurrection And the life. Whosoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. As long as you have a body, death is inevitable. Yet, as believers, you have unrestrained life, a life superior to the flesh. Hence, while we teach and preach, to come to the knowledge of the truth that is to live is Christ which is not Jesus's last name but indicative of his spirit which lives and abides forever within salvation is essential because it puts your life in a proper alignment you are a spirit who has a soul that temporarily lives in a body and while things remain and the return of Christ awaits we while on earth learn the preparations and plans of God's heart to be ready for a new heaven and a new earth which dwells righteousness we are the, we are living in in not God's ideal or God's ordeal it is God's it is not God's best so the message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus is to prepare for the kingdom of God. God's way of doing things is at hand. 2 Corinthians 5, 6-8 through eight says, Therefore, we are confident knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Oh, Wait. You who claim to walk by faith, faith is not just acting on what you believe. It is a life that has been orchestrated before the worlds were formed. It is the reality of where the lordship of Christ is evident. It is our walking out his plans for our lives with a clear awareness that as long as we exist in our bodies, we are dependent upon the spirit of God within us to lead and guide us into the truth that we must learn, know, and act upon. We cling upon the word of God, which is a lamp unto our feet, and which is a light unto our path, we hung them thirst after the revelatory knowledge that affords us such a glory that we become confident in living in our living by a new and living way consecrated to the death, burial, and resurrection of the lord Jesus John fourteen one through three says, "Let not your hearts be troubled." Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms or mantis. If it were not so, would I have told you, says Jesus, you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, that where I am, ye may be also. The life of faith relies on the finished work of the Lord Jesus, and we believe that God has a prepared place. This is what Dr. Mills would preach at a funeral for a prepared people. We, and we race to rest in confidence that all sufficiency that satisfies our souls to be assured to live despite the constant contradictions, confusions, and conflicts with, within, we have hope. For a, better, for a better tomorrow, knowing that he that begin a good work within us will complete it and will complete that which has started. Romans 5, 1 through 17 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations work as patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope makes us not ashamed because the love of, of God has been shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which was given unto us. For well, when we were without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man, will one die, yet preadventured for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commanded his love toward us, in that while we were sinners, yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies with God, we were reconciled to God, and um, by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we now have received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and by death sin, and death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, for until the law sin was in the world but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is a figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through, one, through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God, the gift by grace, which by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many. And not as it is was by one that sin, so is the gift. For judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. We not only have a blessed assurance in the body, but when the body expires for whatever reason, for whatever reason, his ageless and endless love for us gives us a brighter day to look forward to. The life we live is but a shadow. But the life to come is even better. 1 Thessalonians four thirteen 13-18 says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, or them that die, that ye sorrow not, even as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which are asleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Oh, bless his name. For this We say unto you by the word of the Lord that which we are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Hallelujah. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So if, and so what do we do when believers die? Number one. We find the word of promise. We get hard in the word of God. We seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We find out what God has to say about the life and the legacy and the leadership. But we not only find the word and listen for the word of God, we fortify their families with love. We say we love you. We thank God for you. We thank God for you allowing us to experience your family as our family. We love you and we're going to be there for you. We're not going to let you uh, um, cry your tears without giving you a handkerchief to wipe the tears from your eyes. We're going to show you the love of God as much as we can because we're going to fortify the family with love. Certainly, we're going to forge a legacy behind the life. We're not just going to say, that we're going to be there, but we're going to show up and show off and tell our stories about how this person impacted us and then live a life that's consistent with what we're saying. We're going to forge a legacy that cannot be denied, oh, bless his name. And then we're going to fellowship, fourthly, in the spirit and wait to see what he has to say about what to do next because the spirit is ever speaking to this generation to continue and to go further, but we're not going to finally forsake giving God all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for experiencing this life and the life to come as our blessed hope. We have a blessed assurance. We know that Jesus is our, and we have a foretaste of glory divine. We are heirs of salvation. We are purchased of God, but more importantly, we're born of his spirit, and we're lost in his love. This is our story. This is our song. We're praising our Savior all the day long. This is our story, and this is our song. And we dedicate this message to the life and legacy and leadership of Dr. Joseph A. Mills. I'm out of time. I thank you for yours. We are confident that those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, and some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. We understand that we are not to marvel for the hour is coming when all the tombs will hear the voice and come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. We behold, and I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in the moment, in the twinkling, of an eye at the last trumpet. For when the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For the perishable body must put on the imperishable, that this mortal body must put on immortality. And when the perishable put on the imperishable, and the mortals put on immortality, then it shall come to pass the saying that was written Death was swallowed. In victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. For I am sure and persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. For, the, for if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord. Blessed the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the comfort of your spirit and the comfort of your love. And we ask, Father, You continue to empower and strengthen the Mills family. In addition, strengthen all of those of Agape Embassy Ministries. And we praise you and we give you glory for such a precious life. Our pastor, our leader, our fathers. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the life and legacy of Dr. Joseph Anthony Mills, Jr. And, Father, we commit to continue to live out that legacy and to support the vision of Agape Embassy Ministry and the Mills family. We praise you and we give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. I trust that whatever you set your hands to do, you will do. Greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. I just believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, so I wait on God. And I know that he will strengthen us, and he will strengthen us during these times. Keep praying for one another. Keep loving one another. Keep doing the work which God has ordained for you to do. And I just believe that this generation shall not pass until all these things be fulfilled. God bless you, and good night.